Welcome to the Rebel Energy Podcast with me, your host, Jade Ellsbury. I'm a corporate dropout and multiple six-figure online business owner. My mission is to help you get out of the nine-to-five mindset and create a new narrative for moms working from home to gain more freedom, more income, and living your dream life by cultivating your own rebel energy. So grab a glass of wine, get comfy, and let's dig in. Hello and welcome back to Rebel Energy. Guys, it's been a few weeks since I've recorded anything and I have missed you guys so much. So, so, so excited to um, continue on with season one and give you guys even more value and some amazing things to think about and implement when it comes to your business. So what I want to dig into is talking about who you allow into your personal space, whether it's in your life, in your business, and in your, as like for a clientele. All right. So looking back as a virtual assistant and even as a new coach, I was so eager to help everyone, right? That's like all new virtual assistants. I love getting on calls with them because they're so eager. They're so full of hope. They're like, I just want to help people, right? I want to work with everybody and help everybody. I know we've already talked about that in another podcast, but now I kind of want to flip the script on even if they are an ideal client, do you have to allow them into your space? So before we have anyone join Rockfield Academy, we have them fill out an application. And then I get onto a call with them as well too. Um, and we do this vetting process because we want women who are like-minded in our circle, just like ourselves. I want someone who's highly motivated, that's going to show up, put in the work and do all of the things. And so once we go through that process and I'm like, oh my gosh, I really want to work with this person. The biggest bummer ever is when they have an objection. As a virtual assistant for yourself, you are obviously going to have to handle so many objections as well too. So I wanna walk you through what that looks like, not only for my business, but on your end as well too. So I want you to remember that if they are saying, which you're obviously going to hear as a virtual assistant, I hear all the time as well too, as a coach, I can't afford to invest, all right? And so I want you to remember that that is their truth. They truly believe that they can't afford to invest. They could have $10,000 in their account right now. And maybe working with you as a virtual assistant, your smallest package is $600. They have the means to do that, but their true belief is they can't afford to invest. Either because maybe they have a bunch of debt they need to pay off. They uh, have to pay their quarterly taxes, whatever it is. But they truly believe that they cannot invest. And so that is when you want to flip flip the script and show them the value of it, right? You don't want to say, well, go take out a credit card or go do this or go do that. You want to show them that they are going to be able to make that investment back, right? They're going to be out that money for a little bit, but they're going to be able to make that money back. And that's exactly what we do with Rockfield Academy as well too. You want to remember that The amount that you are charging is not, I hate when people say, charge what you're worth, charge what you're worth. No, you are giving them in exchange value. And so if you have previously, if you're a virtual assistant, and I tell my virtual assistants this as well too, because they've already invested in themselves, people are going to want to invest in them as well too. The confidence, it it may sound so like, really Jade, 
but the confidence that they have in knowing what they are selling and what they can truly offer their clients is why other people want to work with them as well too. I have calculated it up. I have spent over $75,000 back into my business. And the reason that I continuously do that is because the, I have already seen what investing does, right? Obviously, I've built a six-figure business. But for new virtual assistants, they don't see that quite yet, right? For them, it may be the biggest thing that they've, and even for myself when I first invested, that was the most money I had ever spent on myself, ever. $1,200 in one month, $3,600 total. That was the most I'd ever spent on myself for anything. And so for me at that point, it was really, really scary. But because I had a positive experience in investing, I see the value in it. I always invest back into myself. If you are ready to have rebel energy and launch your virtual assistant business, then head over to basictobookedout.com to get started. And so because I have invested in different programs, worked with different coaches, and I've been doing this for so long, that is why I charge more to work with me than a virtual assistant coach that maybe just started up a month ago and they've only invested a little bit. And so that makes sense for them as a brand new virtual assistant coach to charge less money because they have value to give, but it's not going to be as much as someone who's been doing it for years. And also because I've worked with so many women and I know that what I teach works, I'm able to say, hey, as long as you do the steps and you show up for the calls and you listen and you implement, you're going to be able to make that money back very quickly. And I know that's scary because there's never a guarantee. Um, last week, actually, uh, we did hot seat coaching and it was so amazing and so much fun. I loved all the women on there. And one of the women... Um, like I immediately wanted to work with her. She was excited. She was having fun on the call. She was, you know, asking all these amazing questions and really digging into it. And afterwards she's like, I want to send it for Roxwell Academy. And then she came back to me, um, and said, my husband said that I can't invest. And I asked her, okay, like no worries, but like, you know, why was he not okay with you going investing? And she told me, well, he's uncertain that I'll be able to make the money back which can be a valid objection if you think about it. She knows a lot about me. She's talked with me. I have not talked with him. He doesn't probably know anything about me or the client results or what I do or what even a virtual assistant is. And that is a common objection that I hear. I would say about 50% is I can't afford to invest. The other 40% is my husband said no for various reasons or I need to talk with my husband. And then the other 10% is just kind of like random different things. Like I don't have the time, it's summertime, I'll do it later, X, Y, Z. And I am sharing this because those are objections that you may hear as well too. And so knowing how to handle objections in your virtual assistant business is going to be really, really key. And those are different strategies and things that I teach in Rock Salt Academy as well too. But number one, what you want to do is you want to validate their belief. They want to feel understood and heard and, you know, feel seen. And so what you can say back to them 
um, to validate is like, oh, I totally understand, you know, and that kind of goes into as well, too, of empathizing. When I was a new virtual assistant, you know, my ex-husband was not supportive as well either. It took me a little bit of convincing and showing him that this was something that I was really passionate about and that I really wanted to do. And then number three is going to be busting the myth or busting or debunking, okay? So then you're going to go into however, once he saw how much I wanted this virtual assistant business and that I was willing to put in the work, then he got on board with me as well too. And so one thing that I did to show him you know, how badly I wanted this was I sat down and figured out all the bills, our expenses, everything like that. And then I let him know that I was going to take money out of my and my retirement fund to go and put into this business. And I've never touched my retirement fund. And that was when he knew that this was something that I was really passionate about. Okay. So that's just one example for one different objection, but you want to, you know, again, that is their truth. So you don't want to say, well, that's not true. You know, I, you know, you said the other day that you could totally afford to invest or, you know, whatever it is, you don't want to sit there and make them feel bad and make them feel like what they're saying is not true because that is something that they truly believe. And also for you right now, if you're a virtual assistant, maybe that's something you truly believe too. Like I can't afford that. I honestly could not afford to invest when I did either, but I went and found the money. And so I've seen, oh my goodness, guys, the, the women that sit there and figure out a way. Sally is an amazing, she's actually one of my VAs now, but she went through Rock Salt Academy as well too before joining my team. She went out and took a personal loan out to make it happen. And now she's just on the cusp of balancing that, that teeter-totter that I like to talk about of balancing her VA work and her nine to five and there's this tipping point coming for her where she's probably going to have to put in her two-week notice because she is, like, maxed out. Emily, who I talk about all the time, she's freaking amazing. I love her. She actually heard my story of taking money on my IRA. So she went and took money out of her IRA and invested it into um, Rockstar Academy as well, too. And now she's at the point as well where she's going to be able to leave her 9 to 5 and be at home with her son and her daughter. She joined RSA in her third trimester. And so the reason that I'm sharing this is because these women fully believe, they were fully invested. And I don't mean fully invested as like, okay, you know, monetarily. I'm saying they were fully invested because they want, they saw the bigger picture. They saw other women who went through Rockstar Academy and achieved the exact same goals that they were wanting to achieve as well. Brooke is another amazing example. She was negative $200 in her account and she went out and she was already in credit card debt, went out, got another credit card and then worked with me to create a customized payment plan where she could make payments every other week to fit into her budget so that way she could leave. And within five months of joining RSA, she now makes consistent 5K months. And even though she went and took out more debt, she was actually, now that she's making 5K versus the 1K that she was previously making, now she can afford to go pay off that, not only that card, but then the other debt that she had as well too. And so sometimes there comes a point where you need to really look at, okay, 
I am taking out more debt or I am, you know, cutting into our savings. But I know because I'm investing in myself that just in a few months, I'll be able to put that money back. I'll be able to pay off that card. I'll be able to leave my nine to five. And so now to flip the script for you guys as virtual assistants, how would you feel as well if you were on a potential client call with an ideal client, okay? A discovery call, as you guys know it. And they're like, well, I just don't know if I should invest in a virtual assistant. I don't know if it's gonna be worth the money. And so that's when on those calls, you're gonna be asking them, well, what is your goal? What is your goal with hiring a virtual assistant? Maybe it's to free up more time. So then at the end of the call, ask them and say, well, you know, I totally can understand that this is a big investment for you. However, I know earlier on this call that you mentioned, if you had three extra hours a week to put back in your business, you would use that time towards lead gen to bring in more money. So with that being said, does this sound like this actually could be um, an investment where you make back your return of the investment? And a lot of times they're going to be like, oh yeah, that's right. That makes sense. So yeah, I guess if I did have three extra hours to put back in my business, I could actually land a new client every single week by doing that. And I know that my coaching program is $2,000. You're only $600 a month. So even if I land one client this month, that would return, you know, I would make back my money. Boom, there you go. You just debunked their belief, their truth. And so many times the biggest mistake that I see virtual assistants making, um, whether it be in the DMs or on a discovery call, is they just go ahead and accept they validate their belief like, oh yeah, I totally understand that. And that is it. Your job as a virtual assistant isn't just to take the tasks off their plate. It's to prove to them and show to them the value that you're bringing. And I think so many times as virtual assistants, we get in our own head of, okay, like I need to prove my skill set. But at the end of the day, a lot of times what your idle client's looking for is a team member someone to bounce ideas off of and have someone in the trenches with them. They're looking for someone to, to open up more time on their calendar. They're looking for someone for accountability, holding them accountable. You know, so you can tell your client when you start working with them, hey, Jen, I know when we first started working together earlier this month that you said that you wanted to get this XYZ goal done. You know, have you gotten that done yet? So just someone there to hold them accountable. And that's the exact same thing too with my Rockslot Academy clients. There's free information out there. They could go Google it and you know take longer to figure it out on their own. But at the end of the day, what we're really looking for in our business is someone that we can relate to and someone that's going to be a sounding board for us in our own business. So obviously as a virtual assistant, your job isn't to coach and you know, to sit there and be like, well, you need to do X, Y, and Z, but it's so great to have a partner in the business that cares about their business just as much as they do. My virtual assistant team, you guys, my co-coaches, Raquel, Jen, Shelby, and my virtual assistants, Kendall and Shelby and Sally, they all are indispensable to me in my business because they know my mission and they care just as much as I do. 
Sally goes above and beyond. There's so many times, guys, where I'm so busy and I send something over to her and she double checks with me and I'm like, oh yeah, crap, I screwed that up, right? I need that in my business. I need my virtual assistants to be detail-oriented. So that way, even if I give them a task, they're going above and beyond and looking it over. Uh, or maybe they're proofreading an email that I created for them. Like, oh, I found a grammatical error and they just go in and change it. So that's your job as a virtual assistant too, isn't just taking the tasks off, but taking those extra quick seconds to skim over an email, proofread an email, look over the task, you know, make sure that it makes sense that they delegated it out to you. Kindle does the exact same thing. She is so freaking detail oriented. She's always five steps ahead of me. So for example, one of Kindle's tasks is just to go and create events in Rockstar Academy in the Facebook group, right? So that way everyone's on the same page. They know when the events are going to be happening, all that good stuff. Today we had one and she had scheduled out a post for 30 minutes before to go and remind everyone that, hey, we've got a team call coming up in 30 minutes. I didn't ask her to do that. She's always five steps ahead of me. And so as a virtual assistant, when you're getting these objections, it's really important that you go above and beyond and show them what they're getting with you. Yes, skill set's important. Yes, I will have a whole podcast on skill set and what you can be doing. But at the end of the day, they may already know how to do that, right? They know how to go input an email sequence. They know how to do DMs. They know how to do the lead gen. But they're looking to outsource that for a reason, Maybe they, again, they want an expert. They want the accountability partner. Maybe they don't have the time. And so when you're on calls with them, it's so important to really dig deep into their goals. Peel back those layers. Ask them why they're struggling with that. Ask them why they think now is a good time to outsource this. Peel back those layers. Ask why. So then that way, when they give you an objection, at the end of the call, you can say, hey, you just told me that you wanted X, Y, Z. So another example for you when a virtual assistant says they don't have the investment, they can't afford it. Okay, I get that, right? You don't have a few thousand dollars laying around to go and invest. However, look on the flip side. Do you have the time to invest? By not hiring a coach to help you scale your VA business very quickly, do you have six to 12 months to figure it out on your own? I ask my potential clients all the time and they're always like, no, I don't because I want to leave my nine to five in the next three months. Okay, awesome. So now it's up to you to outweigh the investment. Can you come up with money for the payment plan option or are you okay with it taking you two to three to four times longer than it would someone else that's in the Rock Salt Academy program? And again, that was me as a new virtual assistant as well too. I wasted 18 months trying to figure it out on my own. And in return, I drained my family savings. And by the time I hit rock bottom and I had to invest, I really didn't have the money. And I had to look outside of my bank account to come up with that money. So I want you guys to think about where do you guys want to be in the next three to six months in your virtual assistant business? Can you afford the wasted time, the stress that it takes on getting this done on your own? Or can you find a way to come up with the money to get the investment to implement it? Again, you can always take this and flip it back. 
to your own virtual assistant business? Does your ideal client have the time? Maybe their onboarding process is not streamlined, right? So then ask them. Yes, I understand that, you know, $600 for me to come in this month and get all that set up is an investment. However, how valuable is your time? Do you have the time investment to go and try to learn it on your own? Because you already know how to go streamline the back end of their business. They don't. So are they okay with watching YouTube videos and Googling and having it take three times longer? Or would they rather take those 10 hours or however long it would take to potentially get their business up and going and just go and take the money? So ask them, money versus time. So that's all I have for you guys today on this subject of how to handle objections on calls. But I also wanted to show you as well too that it is possible for you to invest and that it's really, really important for you now in the beginning stages of your virtual assistant business to really take a look at, okay, am I okay with this virtual assistant business taking three times longer than it would if I just had the money to go and invest and have someone show me exactly step-by-step step what I need to do to get successful and to get those 3K income months going consistently now. So thank you so much, my rebels. I cannot wait for the next podcast. And thank you so much for being here. I hope this is helpful. I will talk to you soon. I hope that you enjoyed today's show. And if you did, then please hit subscribe. And remember, you are amazing, you are worthy, and you are capable. Until next time, Rebels.